Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on a very chilly Hobart morning on the 10th of July. Here joining me, rugged up to the neck, is Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. Mate, how chilly is it this morning? I we mean... Can, we can breathe and see, see the, uh, <laughs> see see the see, air, can't we? we? Can see the fog. We've recorded on some cold mornings, but this has to be the coldest. I reckon this takes the cake, doesn't mm. it? We, we, we like the warm weather, don't we? I do. I do as well. A man who's... He's got the beanie on. He's ready for a snow fight. Mr. Rohan I'm missing the summer podcast. I really am. Mate, just some simpler gloves. times, wasn't it? Shorts, T-shirts, no worries. Happy oh, days. It's awful. But we're here. We're rocking up as per usual. And we're into finals basketball. And I'm, I'm keen to discuss it with you guys. It has been a massive week. The moment we've all waited for. The NBA finals is finally upon us. The Phoenix Suns against the Milwaukee Bucks. We've crossed through uh, the first two games of the series. So we look forward to breaking that down shortly with you. Mm. Uh, we've got some odds and ends from the NBA and NBL to recap and here on the week now I'll just put this out there I've got a I, I think I've got our most left field pick so far since really? here on the week started um, I think you'll be interested to hear this one okay even more incentives just stick around and listen to hero of the week I've got my favorite hero of the week that I've chosen so far in, favorite the, one. in the history of our podcast Jesus Lee what have you what are you bringing to the table with your hero of the pretty week? ordinary <laughs> well looking forward to that guys before we get into it a massive shout out to both of our major sponsors our pod threads guys thank you so much they have been nothing but an absolute delight to work with in mm. helping us launch our new merchandise range guys if you have a podcast or a brand that you want to get established be sure to hit up pod threads um, they will make that process from a vision and an idea to actually getting your own mm. custom-made merchandise um, just as streamlined as possible. So a big thank you to them. And Intersport have yeah. officially opened their new store on Monday. Um, it's been a phenomenal week. It's been flat out there. The store looks amazing. Um Ro, you popped in the other day and saw it for the first time. Yeah, popped in, popped in and saw you doing your thing over there. But um, no, sales. Yeah, it looks incredible. Business. Looks incredible. Basketball section in there. You have to take a picture and post it on our Instagram yeah, because it's, um, it's quite incredible. But um, yeah, pop in if you're a, if you're a Tassie Tassie local. It's um, it's great stuff, guys. A big thank you again for their continued support into sport. Lee, should we get into odds and ends? We Do you want to uh, kick us off today? Um, I've the. Did did someone get the coach? I don't have my phone up. Someone <laughs> someone's a new coach. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! You're a, some things you're never a, change. You're a stone cold killer on the uh, odds and ends. Who to was start it? With Who it. was hey, it? Um, how about I, I'll I'll do it. I'll start. <laughs> uh, the Hawks have agreed for a four year four year deal to make Nate McMillan their permanent head coach. Okay. Um, comes off yes. what has been quite a phenomenal turnaround. I know he was my hero of the week. Was it last week or the week prior? Uh, week yeah, prior. week prior, yeah. Um, but yeah, as we said, like they were below 500 before he took over at the helm. Um, he's turned their season around and certainly deserves that four-year contract. Absolutely. No, much deserved. Um, how about some, not relating to US basketball, but Slovenia have made their way to the Olympics for the first time on the back of Luka Doncic. Just incredible. Shows how dominant he is already at a young age. He had 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists in their win to take them to the Olympics. Um, I, I just saw something, though. I saw a yeah. question he was asked, and it was, would you rather win the NBA championship or a gold medal? And he said, and he gold, said medal. The gold medal. Which was, uh, yeah. I, I certainly understand, and especially um, growing up the way he did, he, he's probably got a lot of uh, pride for his mm, home country. Yeah. So I certainly understand, like, I know for us, there's no higher honour for Australians, athletes, than wearing the... Uh, 
the gold, the green and gold. So um, fantastic stuff there, and it just shows like he's not a one trick pony. He can do it in Europe, in the Euro League. He can do it in yep. the NBA. He can do it on an international stage. Again, unbelievable is any, effort. Is there any, I guess, any ceiling to this guy's career? There can't be. Future Hall of Famer locked in already, and he's he, only 22, 21. A, a little early question then. Is he MVP favourite for next season? Well, I think he came into last season think, being MVP I think he was my favourite. Pick. So <laughs> I think he's, yeah, I think he has to be. Speaking of, uh, I guess, Olympic qualification news, last Sunday, I think, I believe it was last Sunday, yeah, um, Canada went down to the Czech Republic in yes. a game that was to clinch an Olympic berth. Uh, they went down by. They were down by 12 with about a minute to go. Mm. Um, off the back of Andrew Wiggins, they were able to pull themselves back mm. into it and send it to OT before Thomas Sadoransky hit the bank shot with about a second to go in OT to, to break the hearts of Canadian fans yep. everywhere. Now, I guess the big... Um, I guess the big kind of asterisk, well, not asterisk even, the big kind of falling out from this yep. is the fact that Canada has not made the Olympics since 2000. Mm. Um, bar the US, they have, they were the... The uh, the country with the most NBA players. They mm. had Wiggins, RJ Barrett, Corey Joseph, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Dort, uh, Dwight Powell. Really quite a, a, a star studded list, mm. and they missed out. How many countries can go? Uh, uh, 16, I believe it is. Out of how many countries there in the world? Uh, what do we got? Like 200 and uh, something or other? Uh, okay. what, were you about to say 50? 52, I was going to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, safe oh. to say the morning podcasts aren't treating us that well, but um, yeah, and, and yeah, they have not made it since Steve Nash was playing for the for Canada, yeah, so that's... it's a huge loss, and there was a lot of hope for this team, so a big blow there. Who do they compete against to get in? Well, they had the. What do you mean to get into the U- to get into the Olympic? They well, they lost to the Czech Republic. There. Okay, so they they have like they play before. Okay, imagine um, losing to the Czech Republic. Republic headlined by Thomas Sadoransky. <laughs> That's not not ideal, is it? And I guess on the the Olympic topic, uh, the Boomers have officially got their group for the Olympics. Yep. Uh, They'll face Germany, Italy, and Nigeria. So um, they should get through. It's a lot more, I think, it's probably the best group they could have asked for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Certainly awaiting, hopefully, a matchup with the the Dream Team at some stage, hopefully in the, uh, the gold medal matchup there. We're still staying on the Olympic topic. Jason Tatum. He's going to wear Kobe's number 10 mm. Team USA jersey yep. in the upcoming Olympics. It goes to sh- they, they wouldn't give the number 10 to any Joe Blow. I know he's made the Olympics. So anyone who makes the Olympics has sort of made a name for themselves already to a certain extent. Yeah, absolutely. But um, that sort of just solidifies um, the, the fact that Jason Tatum is a superstar and he's probably going to get even better throughout the course of his career. A lot of expectation on his shoulders now. Um, it's certainly after what's probably been a pretty – Disappointing season in regards to to the Celtics. Yep. Um, he's going to have to pull his weight for the uh, the US there, and hopefully can can turn his fortunes around. What do you reckon the starting five will be? Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, KD, KD, you've probably got Lillard. Lillard, does Bill get a starting spot? Probably. Yes. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Caleb, please <laughs> put Caleb <laughs> in the K-Love. starting lineup. But no. I'm certainly looking forward to it. The Olympics starting in just under two weeks now. I think it's. The 23rd, Exciting. so certainly looking forward to that. Uh, in other news, now there's, there's strong reports. It's starting to kind of come on like a snowball. It's gaining momentum. Uh, strong reports that the Cavs are looking into a trade with the Pistons for the number one pick, mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham. Now, how do we feel about this one? So Detroit... They um, so they, 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 they're having to give up, I reckon, Colin Sexton. Or Garland. Well, they got Garland. the number three pick, so they'd probably... Or, yeah. I think... 
from all reports, um, the front office is looking as if it's Garland yeah. out of those two, yeah. Sexton and Garland, that um, to keep. So Sexton right. and maybe the number three pick would do it. Yep. Or even if you could keep sex, use the number three pick and maybe a... That's no one else. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's not a whole lot. An Okoro maybe yeah. or something. Are you doing this if you're the Pistons though? Are you accepting <sighs> that offer if that was potentially the offer? I... I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just from um, certainly seeing a bit of Cade Cunningham, not as much as I would like to see, but he's been touted as like a, a generational talent. Yeah, it's been. Um, yeah. And this draft class in itself, there's a lot of quality at the top end. Suggs, mm. um, Giddy, we know who's up there, going to be up there. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think if you're the Pistons, you stick with Cunningham and you go for that generational piece. It's too risky to get rid of that pick, particularly in a strong draft as well, and he's the headliner. I don't think you could, could you? No, and I, I kind of like where the Pistons are at. Like, I know they're a bottom-out team, they're rebuilding, but there's still a lot to like about them. For sure. The strides Jeremy Grant made, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, we've got Killian Hayes, who get a, a look at for a yep. full season. Uh, Lee, do you, do you think they should do it? I don't know enough about Cade Cunningham to make, to make, a, to make a decision. I'll tell you what, in about six months' time, 12 months' time, you'll know a lot about we're him. We're going to know a lot about him. This draft class... We're in the NBA. We're in the NBA. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what this class can do. Um, lads, do you guys have... Oh, no, one more piece from me, sorry, from the NBA. Yep. Um, Lee, your old man, um, Scott Brooks, yeah. has, uh, has signed on as head assistant under Chauncey Billups in Portland. So yeah. um, it's good to see Brooks getting... Another crack at things, mm-hmm. um, you know. I think he did a. He he had a funny old time with the Wizards, didn't he? he they did. had a, a forever changing scenario. They had Beal and Wall. Mm. He had to contend with Wall being injured for, you know, multiple lengths of time. Um, you know, it's it's been a pretty up and down ride for him. But hopefully, under Portland, being Billups' head head assistant there can kind of yep. stabilize that front office and mm. um, hopefully good things to come for Portland if they can keep Dame. Onto the NBL, Nick. I've got some more. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. oh well, step up then. Don't, don't be shy. Dario. Mario Dario Saric. Oh, we might we might keep that for our NBA recap. Okay, I'll our give finals you another recap. one. I'll give you another one. He's one I prepared Anthony, earlier. Anthony Edwards. Um, he's, he has a scare. He's had an injury scare. Yeah. Um, Tell us. I don't know. He was playing um, for the select team. He was working against um, the US men's basketball team. And yep. um, I think it was a sprained ankle. But it was, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not interfering with next season, I guess. That's yeah, the that's, main thing. That's a big piece, and especially for him. He had a pretty breakout year. I know Lamelo was the talk of the town, but he really kind of, I guess, asserted himself yeah. as that, yep. like, as the number one pick. Like, he was the number one pick, so he kind mm. of started living up to that, that title. He Somewhat did. like DeAndre Ayton has. You know, these number one picks seem to have... Probably been been looked over a little bit, mm. but they're starting to. Oh, particularly DeAndre Ayton, jeez, big time. Um, last piece from the NBA. Sorry, one more from me. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has said he he will accept a five year, one hundred twenty five million dollar contract at least this summer to stay in Brooklyn. That's what he wants at least oh, okay. five years, one hundred twenty five million. What's that? What's um, five? Twenty five. Twenty five. So now for Dinwiddie, uh, we know he's he's a competent player. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But he's coming off a horrific injury, a season missed. Yep. And I know for Brooklyn, with the way their wage bill's currently set with Harden, Irving, Durant, um, you know, do you well, – I, I guess the question is, do you look to resign Dimwitty? Do you think he's the piece that can get them 
a championship? I think they'd like to, but I don't. Can they afford that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they can either. That's a that's asking a lot coming off a significant injury, as you just mentioned. And he's not going to be a starter. He's going to be coming off the bench, as Lee was saying last week. He might be playing like a Jordan Clarkson role yep. as just the main offensive option. Um, it's got uh, been speculation though that th- there's a little bit of disharmony with Kyrie though. If they were to clear up. Clear off his uh, his bill and keep Dim Whitty. There's always work. disharmony with Kyrie Irving, isn't there? There is certainly a funny old year for the Brooklyn Nets. Lads, do you have anything else from the NBA? No. Okay, I've got a few new a few bits of news from the NBL here. Um, I'll start, I guess, just referring back to the Olympics. Big congratulations to Paddy Mills. Um, yes. He's been named an official co-flag bearer with uh, Australian swimmer Kate Campbell. So well deserved. Well deserved. Certainly, I can't think of anyone. Better to, to fly mm. the flag for us in, over there in Tokyo. Yeah, uh, the Jack Jumpers have made quite a few signings this week. Now they have. we'll probably do before the season a recap of the team, so I'll just kind of rip through them here. But we've signed Clint Steindl from the Wildcats. Um, a hugely successful season from him, an absolute sniper from mm. three. So gives us a bit of an outside threat now. Uh, Jack McVeigh joins us from the Adelaide 36ers, signing on a two-year deal. It's meant to be electric, that guy. He is, and also Jared Bairstow joins from Perth as well. Now, um, Scott Roth, with his history in Perth, uh, looks like we've, we've seen them be, certainly for the last decade or two, the most successful franchise. Mm. The kind of longevity they've had at the highest elite level. Yep. They're, they're reminiscent of the Spurs, mm. and it really looks like, just with these signings, trying to bring those Perth guys in, those culture guys, and set the tone early. Um, so I'm certainly looking forward to see what what we can do there. We've I think got a good core now to build around, and we and we said Lee the other week that once the first signings made, we'd see these All of them these names coming thick mm. and fast. They have Illawarra have re-signed star guard Tyler Harvey on a three-year contract. Uh, this comes off his breakout year after making NBL first team, um, so certainly deserved there for him to get the uh, the three-year contract, and maybe maybe the biggest piece of news of them all. Um, I don't know how we feel about this, row. Happy or sad that it's not us, but <laughs> Melbourne United have signed Matthew Delavadova on a three-year contract. Um, they've signed him on terms as well that enable him to continue to look for NBA opportunities via the free agency. Yes, yeah. But we've, we've got him. There's ink uh, or signature to paper, should I say, mm, yep. a three-year contract. We've got Delhi in the league. Oh, it was such bittersweet news, wasn't it? It was. Um, because... Part of me wanted him to stay in the NBA, but he wasn't getting minutes for a start. So you want to see him play where he's going to be able to showcase what he can bring to the NBA court. Um, but I heard um, Shane Hill mention that this may result in other NBA stars such as Paddy Mills and Joe Ingles and even Aaron Baines returning home after their contract ends in the NBA, which I think would be massive for Australian basketball because, you know, getting these huge names from an Australian perspective, at least back in in our top league, is is massive. It's um, it's like it's exposure, isn't it? Like we had Lamelo, we had RJ Hampton, we had these names, like these big names are players. Mm. They draw people in. Yeah. Now we were speaking with one of our our listeners last night, Corey James. Shout out, mate. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about you know potentially, wouldn't it be great if we could get you know Paddy Mills, yeah. Joe Ingles, Aaron Baines, these type of players, as you said, bro starting to, in the back end of their career, make the transition down here. For sure. Um, but it's wicked to see. It's going to be oh. electric. We were having a chat about how we'll have to go see him should he come down here and play against the Jack Jumpers. Are we looking in a courtside seat if he comes down here? 
I tell you what, if everyone jumps on board, get a, get a couple of bits of our merchandise to uh, help fund that trip, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be there. It's going to be for fantastic. Sure. It'll be hard to barrack for the jack jumpers oh, if we're watching down. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, for Melbourne United, the grand finalists, they're coming off. That's an all-star team now with the hustle that Delhi provides, yep. Chris Golding, Jock Landale, um, you know, Joe Luwala Chul. Um, they've got a, a quality lineup, so probably look out for the back to back, I reckon. Oh, that's uh, a scary lineup. Delhi at the one, Goulding at the two, oh. Jock Landale, big man down there. Jeez, that's scary. And I tell you what, they would have been the punters' favourite already for next season, but yep. I tell you what, they're, they're firming up already. So um, a huge signing. They're brilliant, though. I cannot wait to see what he does in the league. And again, it just kind of highlights a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about, it might have been last week. Uh, the growth in salary, and I think it was seventeen percent, wasn't it, Lee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just great to see, you know, it's it's continuing to grow on a financial level, on a player quality level, on yep. an exposure level. The league is trending upwards, and it really is probably starting to firm as that number two league behind the NBA. I, I think truly so. believe that. And I think if you live outside Australia, I don't think you truly understand the significance of these player signings, like Matty Delavadova yep. coming down here. And, you know, even like Andrew Bogut coming yep. back down here in the latter bit of his career, like it's massive for other players to follow suit. Yep. Um, it sort of sets an example of, oh, yep, this is actually a legitimate basketball league that I can play in for the, mm. for either the first few years of my career or the last few years. So, and that's um, the good, thing, just on yeah. that point before we move on, the fact that we've got Delhy and Bogut, these older players coming in, so it's it's an avenue in the back end of your career mm, to go. For sure. But then we've had like last year, LaMelo and RJ and all these young guns using it as a pathway to go giddy. to the next and giddy <laughs> as the next step so wouldn't um, surprise me if a lot of US NBA fans didn't know who Delhi was to be honest because he just oh, does, he's, he doesn't get the minutes it's he just doesn't the, get yeah. the exposure he, we know him because he's Australian everyone knows him after that was it 2016 performance for the Cavs yeah. it's it was just him and LeBron against the world it's wasn't just it? the US mainstream media that don't don't mention him and have a bias against him so mm. um we love Delhi, and that's all that matters. We love him. Speaking of Delhi, last point from me, lads, and I guess coming back to the Olympics, I should have tied this one in, but our official uh, lineup, our official squad has been named. Didn't um, you say that? We, well, we've had a couple of cuts. Oh, okay. Um, so we've mm. got the final roster is Paddy Mills, Della Vadova, Joe Ingalls, Aaron Baines, Matisse Thibault, Dante Exum, Josh Green, Jock Landau, Chris Goulding, Nick Kate, Duop Reith, Nathan Sobey. Um, the re- it's Giddy. The replacement players, Josh Giddy, Xavier Cooks, and Brock Mottam. Now, this... Uh, Wait, so Giddy's not playing? No. He's not. He's a replacement player. What the uh, hell does that mean? Uh, like, he's like a reserve. Oh, okay. So a, Why? A bit of blow there. Well, it's, again, another bittersweet one. It would have <laughs> been fantastic to see him and have that exposure. It's a bit two-sided, though, isn't it? Because on one side of things, you'd love to see him play against some elite players before he comes into the league. Yep. On the other side of things, the last thing you want heading to the draft Imagine is to that. get injured. Imagine um, that so. if he went down with an ACL or did something mm, of the kind. Yeah. He's, I think, you know, in that going to fall between that 7 to 10 range, I yes. think, yep. um, from all reports. So, you know, you could just sacrifice an absolute, you know, payday, um, a yep. huge career opportunity. Like the, we've sp- and he's certainly going to get other opportunities. Another couple of years' time, he will be in the Olympics as, Probably as be a starting. lock. As a lock. Yep. So um, it was bittersweet. I'm stoked to see Nathan Sobe in there, a yes. guy who's absolutely had to grind for so long mm. and so hard to be in the squad. 
Uh, I uh, think with the team we've got, we're going to be up there. I love that Matisse Thibault chose Australia because he's got dual citizenship, he does. doesn't he? So he could have chosen the, the US, but probably wouldn't have been getting a gig on the US something. <laughs> well, he's a good-looking rooster, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's a, uh, he just looks like a baller. I know. So Just typical Australian, if yeah, you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all of us, isn't it? We all look like that. Um, so fantastic stuff there, lads. We've recapped the NBA and NBL. Let's delve into the NBA playoffs. Now, it's the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. We've gone through games one and two. Yep. Uh, what we, we might tackle this. We'll just recap game one, the scores, who did well, game two, and then we'll have a bit of a chat about a general chat about it. Yep. I've got a few questions to ask you blokes as well, okay. so I'm looking forward to seeing where you take it. Game one, the Phoenix Suns win 118 to 105. Uh, Chris Middleton had 29 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Giannis played in this one, uh, mm. 20 points, 17 rebounds, played 35 minutes. Uh, Devin Booker bowled out, 27 points, 6 rebounds, struggled from 3, 1 of 8, but really kind of controlled things, got a bucket when they needed. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 22 points, 19 rebounds. Ooh. Chris Paul, 32 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, 12 of 19 from the field and Efficient. 4 of 7 from 3. This guy is... He has turned into Steph Curry the last couple of games. He's been electric. Uh, the Bucks held their own in the first quarter before the Suns really kind of took ascendancy in the back end of the second, and essentially it was over in the third. Game two, the Suns win 118-108. to Booker, 31 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Chris Paul, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists. Bridges, Mikael mm. Bridges had 27 points and 7 rebounds. Lights Tell you out. what, found money there, yeah. magic. Giannis was the only shining light for the Bucks. 42 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 15-22 from the field. Felt like a bit of a carbon copy of the game one. Did. The Bucks started really well, held their own. Um, the back end of the second, though, the Suns took control and in yep. the second half kind of put it to bed. Uh, but the big difference in this one was the shooting. The Bucks shot 9 of 31 from 3, 29%, to the Suns 20 of 40, 50%. Yep. yep. Now... Where do you want to take this? Do we? What do you want to mention your note on Dario Saric? Oh, uh, Dario Mario um, <laughs> suffered a ACL. Horrible news there for him. Um, and this was a big point going into the matchup that I was fascinated by, and it's even become more so now. Uh, the lack of big men for the Suns mm, is probably yep. their biggest weakness at the moment. They've got Aiton, but outside of that, they've got Frank the Tank yeah. and Saric. So you've lost Saric. Um, and I mean, coming off the bench, they're only playing Campaign and Cameron Johnson at the moment. I don't even think... Is Kaminsky getting many Kaminsky, minutes, if any? A couple Kaminsky, of minutes. Couple, not not yeah, a lot. Three but, minutes and 53, to be precise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and that's about it, just to get that little breather. But that's, I think, something the Bucks need to really exploit. Yeah, take advantage of it if you can. They do, and, you know, for as good as Aiton's been, he can't play 48 minutes. No. Um, and it's, I guess, on that injury front, we've seen Game 2, Tory Craig, he suffered a knee injury. Mm. Uh, it doesn't appear to be any structural damage, but status is day-to-day. So if they were to lose Craig, they've lost Saric, their rotation is getting very short yeah. oh, now. They're starting to get very thin if Tory Craig goes down. Very thin. Um, because he's, he does give um, CP3 and also Devin Booker a rest at times when mm. campaign can come on and, and Tory Craig can come on as well. Um, so what have, what have you guys made of this series? Have you enjoyed it so far? I think I, I, I have enjoyed it, but I've also been really disappointed with the Bucks starting yeah. five overall. Not um, overall. I wouldn't say Giannis. Uh, no, no. no. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is that 
if you're going to win a championship, the what I'm what I'm trying to get at is the whole starting five has to step up. And we look at Drew Holiday in the first few games. He's shooting 11 of 35 in the opening two Jesus. games, and yeah, th- that's just not going to win you a ring at the end of the day. And him and Middleton are so cold. Then I saw a good analogy yep. the other day. It's like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. So you're at, you know you're at the top. You can see the view, and it's wicked. You're loving life up there. And that's when they're playing, like, I saw a comparison. Middleton's either Kuzma or his prime MJ. <laughs> um, like, he has such hot games where he just he's lights out and then he turns into a bum. He's unbelievably streaky. But I think more so um, Drew Holiday in the opening few games. Um, yep. The other thing with Drew Holiday that's disappointed me is he's gained, his name, gained a name for being an elite defensive player. Yep. And at the moment, CP3... From what I've what I've seen over the first few games, CP3 is in his head at the moment. Yeah. Because on every defensive play um, for the Bucks, he's flinching. He's flinching. Any time CP3 takes a step, you know, goes to pass it. He, he just looks second rate, um, which isn't the Drew Holiday that we've come to know, really. And I guess now in the last couple of games especially, he's become... Like, we know the mid-range is lights out, Chris Paul, but from three now, they've yeah. got to respect him mm. as a lot more than what they have been because he's been money. Um, I don't know why Drew Holiday is um, playing a significant role in scoring or trying to score. He's not. A, he's never been a scorer, to be honest. I think they need that because they Middleton's do. so streaky. Giannis, yeah. you know, game one, he's coming back from an injury. So they, they just didn't have enough on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, and with Drew only having 10 points... It's it really enough. isn't enough. He he has to be their third scorer. <laughs> they need Brook Lopez to have a lights out game again. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like in that game, when was it? Game six, game seven. six in the, in the six, last series yeah. against the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, where that whole starting five stepped up. We had you know Brook Lopez with over thirty. We had yeah. Middleton. We had crazy crazy eyes Bobby Porter stepping up. <laughs> but they, these guys just haven't done enough consistently over the over the first few games, and it's costing them. And if they keep it up, they won't win a game in this series because the Suns boys, they're, they're, they're stepping up every single night. Do, do you think they should have sat Giannis for game one? Uh, no, I think they had to play him. If he was anywhere near being able to step out into that court, he might not get another opportunity throughout the course of his career to play finals. Like You just yeah. don't know. They're not easy to come by. So I think even if he was, wasn't was 100%, he had to play. In the end... We had he had what would be considered an off game for him. He only had twenty points and seventeen rebounds. He had eleven field goal attempts though, which was yes. the kind of startling thing. Um, yeah, they they the first play they ran though was like an alley oop to him. Yeah. which <laughs> I was kind of like, oh shit! Oh, like gee. you're gonna find out how this knee goes, <laughs> like from the yeah. word go. It was um, tested early, wasn't it? So, but I yeah, tell you what, in that second game, he I don't know if you saw much of it, but he looked like prime Dirk Nowitzki. He was fading yeah, away from the mid range off the one leg. He was and money. What did he have in the end? He had 42, 42, 42, 12, and four. He looked back to his best in game two. So maybe game one was just you know warming up to it again and reacclimatizing to you know finals basketball. But game two, he was back. But their their shooting was absolutely like listen to this from three. Middleton was one of six. Giannis one of five. Holiday one of three. Oh. Forbes one of three. Connaughton four of nine. Yeah. Um, but I guess on the scoring front, Giannis had forty two. Which is fantastic. Mm. You, you, he looked like the MVP. Yes. Um, Middleton with 11 points. That's You see, it's not Don't, consistent yeah, enough. Drew no. had 17. Tucker, 7. Brooke Lopez, 8 from the starting five. And Connaughton had 14 off the bench. 
And it's just not good enough. Like, they're not going to be able to have Giannis be a one-man show no. because Booker, Aiton, Chris Paul, they're just all lights out. We saw Bridges light them up. Was it 27 we said yes. in that game yeah, too? Yeah. They've just got so many more options, it feels, and the, the Bucks just don't have answers. Well, I was looking at I was comparing the two teams, and I think the Suns are built for a championship. You look at this and you go, well, CP3 is the leader slash veteran presence on that team. Um, you need one of those in every championship yep. team you have. Um, Devin Booker, just a superstar lights out scorer, probably will go down as one of the best scorer when scorers when it's all said and done. Um, Bridges, um, knockdown three pointer, um, steps up when he needs to. Jay Crowder, uh, you know, he's been ordinary. He, he's, he's been ordinary, ordinary but shooting, but he does enough he, when you've got those other players doing what they are. Great role player, I think. And then you've got. Um, DeAndre Ayton, who's just like an, becoming an elite big man in the league, yeah. um, ultra consistent, and they've got a few guys off the bench who can contribute as well. They've got the makings of being a championship team, and I think um, when you compare that to the Bucks lineup, um, it, it just goes to show that they probably will take this one out sooner rather than later. Just got a question for you on Ayton. Would you rather, if you were starting a franchise today and you needed a centre, would you pick Bam? Or would you pick Aiton? I'd I'd pick um, DeAndre Aiton. I think he is yeah. he's been mm. just and people will say recency recency bias, but, but <laughs> and but I guess the ceiling feels higher there for him at it does, his like yeah. his, at his age the ceiling like and his growth potential the way the trajectory he's on at the minute. Yeah, uh, Lee, what would you say? Uh, I'd I'd probably pick Bam to be honest. His, yeah, his <laughs> defensive presence as well as his offensive presence is just. Second and I mean, yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, if I if you were asking me the same question this time last year with the uh, with the Miami Heat yeah, in the yeah, finals, exactly. I would have probably would have chosen yep. Bam. But just based off what I've seen in this playoff series and the fact that he's continued to to develop, I just see a massive ceiling for DeAndre Ayton. It helps that he's surrounded by really good players, yeah, but he he holds his own and he's good in his own right. I think he's. I, I truly believe he's going to be one of, if not the premier big men um, mm. in the league. Yeah, the way he moves his feet, the way he can just contest. Shots. He can get the boards. He can. He can score now. Mm. Um, he's a really well-rounded player. Um, let me pose this question to you both. Now, you, I'll, we might start with the Bucks. We'll do the Bucks, then we'll do the Suns. Who is the most important player on each team? Well, I think I said a few weeks ago. I think we had the same question a few weeks mm. ago, and I think I said uh, Chris Middleton. I think from from a what Bucks you've perspective, seen through the two games, you that stays I, true. That stays true, but it, you know it's on equal terms with Drew Holiday. I think they, particularly in the finals, they need it. Won't work having two of two out of three of those guys stepping up. They all three of them need to have an impact, which so far in this series they haven't. And then I guess from the Phoenix Suns perspective. Um, CP3 is their most important player, and that's yeah. just that's just been on full display throughout the entirety of this this season. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go a little bit different. My most important player is Jeff Teague. Oh, now, this, is, this is bizarre because I think on their day, the starting five for the Bucks is, is, is good enough. I'm going to start calling you Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick, yeah. Perkins. Oh, just dropping hate, but I, I, I think the starting five is good enough. Like, yep. On their day, they are mm. good enough. Pat Connaughton, we know what he can do. He's a competent player. After that, though, it really drops off, and they're scoring. They yeah. need to get more scoring off the bench. He hasn't done enough. And the fact yeah. is, when you look at the, the Suns bench, you've got Johnson, you've got Payne, Craig. We'll see if he returns. They've got players who can score off the bench, and yeah. like 
a lot of teams, when you bring on that second mm-hmm. unit dip and you just try and hold on for dear life. Yeah. But the Suns kind of stay at the same level, mm. whereas the Bucks dip. So I really think they need to get more out scoring out of Teague. Mm. They need to get better decisions out of him. I think just to keep them in it because they like we've seen in the first two games they have started well quarter one they've started well they've been ahead yep um, but then when you bring on the second unit that that's where it's going wrong so and the thing's going to change when they go and play in Milwaukee obviously they've had you know having to play away in the finals is a tough a task crowd yeah it's um, been a massive crowd um, so well, that, the Suns they've only done what they've had to do they've yeah. held serve so. Mm. I, I, I think Teague, I think he holds a lot to it. Um, him and Connaughton off the bench. What Lee? about Suns for you? Uh, well, Rode, you who Rode have you got for Bucks? Suns as well. I did my Suns. Okay, okay. <laughs> my Suns player. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, I think with the way he's... Like, it feels like the obvious answer, but the way he's controlling the pace... He's actually picked up the pace a little bit more in the, in the playoffs, yeah. in the finals. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were quite a sl- Like, throughout the regular season, quite a slow-paced team. They were quite methodical in the way they, they conducted their business, but mm. they're playing with a bit more pace. The thing is, they're playing with urgency, but, they're, the but they're not playing out... They're not Yeah, frenetic, that's the word. Um, yeah, I agree. What um, about you, Lee? It's... CP3 for the Suns, you'll notice if you look back at the games, whenever he has a good game, the whole team has a good game. He just orchestrates that team so well um, and and leads it so well. So it's CP3 for the Suns. Who you got for the Bucks? It is Chris Middleton. Yep. Because Giannis can have a quote-unquote bad game and it's still an outstanding game. You can go (laughs) 20 and get 19 rebounds and a couple of assists and people will say that's a bad game. You need Chris Middleton to put at least 25 on the board if they yeah. want to win. 100%. And he's known for his scoring as well. Like, as Lee was saying before, like, even though we need, or the Bucks need Drew Holiday to step up, he's not necessarily known for his scoring. Whereas Chris Middleton, particularly over the last few years, has been known for that being that guy mm-hmm. who can have 20-plus on any given night. And when you've got games like he had, when was it in game two, when he had 11 points? It's, not just, good it's just not good enough, and he's better than that. Um, they, they just look like they need... like mid, we, we know Middleton's a star. Um, he's been an all-star. But they just look like they need a more competent number two. Like, yeah. I guess for an example, CJ to Dame. Mm. Like, we yeah. know how capable he is in his own right. Um, yes. And, like, when Dame's missed games, we've seen what CJ can do at a consistent... Like, mm. at a mm. consistently high level. Um, they just need to find... That level for Middleton. He you know, has too many bottom-out games. You know what? If I'm the Suns, I'm more than happy with Giannis having huge games Absolutely. over the next few games. Put up 50. Put put up 50. Go into the paint. Dominate like you have throughout the yep. you know throughout the course of the year and throughout the last you know five seasons. Well, it's good. you can almost hack a Giannis because <laughs> yeah. if, if yeah. that's how they're getting their points, if he's putting up 50, he's yep. going to take say, 20 free throw attempts, you, you let him jack up a couple from three, yep. you live with that. Yes. You know, Middleton's not getting involved. No. Holiday's not getting involved. Tucker is not – he's just standing in the corner doing nothing. <laughs> he so, is. He's running around like Pat Bev. They've but... had the over-under on his points at four and a half for PJ Tucker. Mm. That's crazy. Yep, that's crazy. That is crazy. He's, I think he's got seven most games. But he is really like – they should be getting him more open looks in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Giannis will not be able to beat this team on his own. No. That's the reality of it, isn't it? So what's the one thing then, if you're Budenholzer, what is the one thing they have to do to change to, to win this series? First of all, I think they need to get Drew Holiday to play 
good defensively against CP3. Because he's, like Rose said, CP3 is just eating him up. Yeah. They need to shut him down first and foremost, and then they need to get Chris Middleton scoring. Yeah, he needs to get... Yeah, that's right. Like, Drew Holiday needs to get back at what he's good at, which has been an elite defensive player, and he does need to step up on the offensive end. That's that's clear. But I think if you're going to beat the Suns, you have to nullify at least... And you probably still won't win, but you have to nullify at least one out of the three stars for the Phoenix Suns. Yep. And I think at this point, um, Drew Holiday has done an awful job at guarding CP3. Uh, admittedly, CP3 it's is... no easy feat. It's no easy feat, and it's easier said than done, but he hasn't done a good job so far. I think it, he would even admit that. Yep. Um, and then in terms of Chris Middleton, he just needs to... he seriously needs to regroup at the moment and when he's out there i think he just needs to take a few deep breaths and i think he might even be getting overawed by the the moment by the moment um in saying that he's been like that throughout the course of his career he's he's quite streaky he'll have 25 one game and you know 13 14 the next game so he just needs to realize that he's in the nba finals and he won't be getting back here um and we He's need- never getting back. That, the Bucks are done. This is last chance to lose. You know what? You look at the Brooklyn Nets and, yep. and you think, well, they were injured this year. I wonder how the playoffs would have gone if they were fully healthy. And you look at these other up-and-coming teams like we've spoken about, teams. the Pacers with a healthy um, LeVert. You mm. speak about the Hawks, yeah. the, the strides they're making. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll take that back. I, I'm not saying they <laughs> won't get back there, but I'm saying it's going to be bloody tough it's gonna to be get tough. back there. Uh, my big point is... They need to make some shots. They need to get a more well-rounded scoring performance yep. out of everyone. Like in that last game, as I, as I mentioned, Middleton 11, PJ Tucker 7, Lopez 8. They need to get more. Mm. They need to get more. We spoke about if Giannis is scoring 50 and no one else is doing anything, the Suns are loving that. Yes. Um, yep. Like they've, they've had open looks. Going 9-31 from 3 is not good enough. No. That's not going to win you a chip. Um, so they've just got to make some more shots to keep them in it. Put a bit of scoreboard yep. pressure on because the, the Suns have not been under pressure. They haven't had to go close in a in a fourth quarter, like well, real close, you know. Mm, yeah. Um. So I think that's the big key to keep these games close at the end, and you know, see what they can do. We saw what they did against the Nets. Um. In that game. Yeah. What game was it? Was it game seven? That yeah. And it went. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What that? What can happen down the stretch in a close game? So they just need to get themselves into that last couple of minutes. I think the most disappointing thing is that they are good enough, and that they can be good enough to win this series if if they're um, particularly their three main guys are firing. Yeah. Um, because I think what the first game was within thirteen points, the second game was within ten points. You have Middleton and Drew Holiday helping out Giannis. And I reckon it's coming down to a few points either way. So um, they they can turn this around, but geez, it's going to take a whole team effort. And I know I've just been singling out those those three guys in particular, but it does it really come does down to a whole team effort. I've got two questions to go. So who's your finals MVP at this stage? It's and Chris, it has to be Chris Paul. Chris Paul? It has to be. It has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. I tell you what, I'd say, I say Chris Paul as well, but if yep. Devin Booker and DeAndre oh, Ayton, they're not far they're close. behind. It's, they're close. It's, and and that, that's the beauty about what they're doing. It really is a three-pronged attack. Yes. Um, yep. And that's a dangerous, dangerous kind of sign for any team, not ju- not just the Bucks, but I think for the next year or two, yep. they're, they're a real force to be reckoned with. 
I reckon this has extended a few years onto Chris Paul's career as well. Absolutely. Playing with someone with who's such an elite scoring, who has such elite scoring potential, such as yep. Devin Booker, and then playing with an up and coming star of the league, mm. big man of the league, DeAndre Ayton. He just has to set the tone more or less. Um, but yeah, if if he was playing for a bottom dweller for the next few years, he'd probably probably be his last few years in the league. But you just think that may have changed now. I would have been interested to see, had he have stayed with OKC, how they would have gone this year. Mm, with another yeah. year on the Shea's belt, Dort growing as well. Uh, would have been fascinating, but that's neither here nor there. One final question for you lads. So we gave our predictions last week prior to the series tipping off. What is your outlook now? How many games? I've still got the Suns in six. I think the Bucks are able to claw. Yep. One, they might even get the two games at home and tie mm. it at two apiece, um, but I think... The Suns will prevail in six. Yep. I think Suns in, given the current state of the series at the moment, I think Suns in five. Yep. I think that the Bucks may get one at home, um, but I just don't trust, at the moment, don't trust their starting five. Um, crazy to think I gave them the hero of the week last week. Um, and <laughs> it's amazing what a week can do in the NBA. It changes it? a lot. Um, so I think they'll get one at home and, um, yeah, I think the Suns will finish it out. Excellent. Lee, what have you got for us? Suns in five. Suns in five. I've seen <laughs> yeah. a few people. Imagine if it was a sweep. Four in oh, four. Imagine, it could well imagine how big that that Suns in four guy will get if they win in four. That guy, that bash. Blowing up. Oh, he just up. throwing haymakers to that Denver Nuggets Loved guy. that. Yeah. I love that. I saw Jamal Murray take a, pop, a photo <laughs> oh, with no, him the other day. Did that he? was wild, That's yeah. the ultimate disrespect, isn't that it? That was wicked. So he will certainly blow up, no doubt about that. Um, you know, guys, we're certainly looking forward to it. We've got games... Game three tomorrow, I believe. Um, yep. Certainly looking forward to that. The series that's still well and truly alive. The Bucks will have to make quite a few adjustments. Uh, oh, sorry. Last question: If the Bucks lose, so let's say five or six. Yeah. Is Budenholzer are gone, or do they? They've made the finals. Do they keep him around? Oh, it would be the mo- it would be the harshest um, firing since Dwayne <laughs> Casey when he won Coach of the Year at the Toronto Raptors. But then you think In on the other that, side though, of things, it's just did they leave it a year late? Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I don't think it's out of the question. But in saying that, I don't think he deserves to be fired. Um, what do you reckon? Uh, I, you're uh, not a huge fan of. Coach Bud, are you? I, I think it's going to be flip a coin. It depends who, yeah. what other candidates are available. Mm. Um, and if they can turn it around, I tell you what, if he wins a chip, he's not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That's um, what I was going to say. If they, if Suns win in four, then I reckon he's gone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're sort of already speaking like it's over, when in reality, like, there's still games all the, to all go. All the Suns did was held serve. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if the Bucks can do that, you know, yeah. somehow get it to a game seven, who knows? Anything yeah. can happen. Mm. Excellent, lads. Certainly looking forward to it. Uh, let's head to Hero of the Week. All right, fellas, Hero of the Week. Who's going to step up this week? I would love to start this week. I mentioned I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this is probably my favourite Hero of the Week I've had in the entirety of the podcast. I've gone with Maddie Delavadova. Ah, I, I, I was going to predict it, but I, I didn't want to ruin it. It was foreshadowing earlier in the podcast. <laughs> it's been a long it? time coming for you to actually get this one out, I'm hasn't so, it? Yeah, I'm so happy. 
Delhi, he's done so much for the Australian basketball landscape in the last eight years. He's just brought everything that we as Australians value when playing basketball, intensity, hustle, grit, passion, leadership. He's massively team orientated. He's just been such a leading example for Australian basketball. And if you're an Australian, you can't. I, f- I just feel like you can't not love Delhi. Yep. Like I don't. I don't think I know an Australian who goes, "Oh, Matty Delavadova." Yeah. Not a hu- not a huge fan of that guy. Yep. He was the guy over his eight years in the NBA who was never going to fill up a stat sheet. He was never going to be a twenty and ten type player. But you knew that he was going to bring intense effort every single night. And that's what endears you to fans, isn't it? Just playing with your heart on your sleeve it and does. giving it 110. And do, you know, do you know the thing that annoys me? And I hope we don't lose a few international listeners because <laughs> of this, but I feel like if, you, if you're if you not an Australian, when you're watching Matty Delavadova and the, and the grit and intensity he plays with, you might not be a huge fan of him because... Yep. Um, it's very meat and potatoes, a bit clunky, isn't it? He's it's a bit not clunky. a real finessed yeah, game. Exactly right. But I tell you what, for all his efforts, he's an NBA champion. He returns home... Um, Really excited to see him come back down to to the NBL, and yep. I don't. Do we think his career in the NBA is over, or do we reckon he's going to finish out the last few years of his career in the NBL? To be honest, I'm <laughs> I'm I like they've got him on a three year deal, I believe it was. Yeah, I think he could be headed back to the NBA. How old is he? How old? Uh, is he thirty? Uh, yeah, I'm not too two, sure of his age, 30, but two thirty. Sorry, is he? Just I, speak, I figured he was like thirty five or something. Yeah, he's. Uh, Matty Delvedova is thirty years of age. What? Right. He's so, so he's young. young. So he's still. I I I don't doubt. I, I reckon he'll get another crack in the NBA. He'll get another crack in the NBA if as a he deep can. Role player. If he can show out, which he will in the NBL. If he starts bowling in the NBL, yeah. he's going to get the eyes back on him. Yeah, it's um. He's a culture piece, though, isn't he? He's a he is. culture piece. He's like you know, as much as I love to watch him in the NBA, I don't want him to go into another NBA roster if he's not going to get yeah. minutes. It was the hardest few last years, you know, seeing him on an NBA roster but not having him out in there in the prime playing. of his career. In the prime of his career, um, at least he will be a shining light on this Melbourne United team. Who, alongside Chris Goulding and Jock Landau, oh, star-studded team that is. That's like look out. The one downside is he didn't sign with the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Yeah. That's the, would have been huge. Oh, imagine <laughs> would have been huge, but cannot argue with that. Phenomenal pick. Stoked yep. to see him in the league. Mm. Uh, Lee, I might go. I might go. No, I might go. <laughs> I'll save, save yours because I, I th- mine's a bit left of field, so okay. we'll bring it home. Mine's a bit left of field too now. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah. you, okay. Changed it. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. We're here at the Daily Dribble. We're a basketball podcast. We love it. Uh, we love the NBA, the NBL, everything basketball. Oh. But I'm also a massive sports enthusiast. Yes. My hero of the week is Wimbledon. Oh, oh what? Is that <laughs> it's, tennis? That is tennis. It's oh. one of the four Grand Slams, Lee. We're um, not a tennis podcast. We're not a tennis podcast, but I just thought <laughs> uh, we, we didn't, when we did Hero of the Week started it, we didn't put any parameters on what it could be, if right. it was a person. Or, yep, yep. So it's a bit left of field. No, but, go um, for it. You do you, Nick. I tell you what, I'm bloody tired. I This week, I've been putting in some big shifts. The tennis has been going to like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, I heard you were up yeah. at one AM, still yeah. tuning away at the basketball. But I, the, the tennis, tennis oh. I have been, and it's, it's been um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal spectacle. Like I, I love sports of all sorts, yep. and the way it's incredible how a game that can go, say, a game can go four and a half hours, how enthralling it can be, yes. and how quickly it can change. Like you, you might think someone's a lock, and then 
it can turn so quickly. Yep. Um, it's been an emotional roller coaster. I was devastated to see Roger Federer <laughs> yeah. knocked out in the quarterfinals to young Polish gunner Hubert Herkaz. Last um, tournament for Fed? I think he'll Probably. be back, but he's yeah, drawing close to the mm. end. Uh, him and Nadal still tied with 20 grand slams. Yep. Um, Fed is such a... everyone. He's like Daly. Who the hell doesn't like that <laughs> he guy? Is. Exactly. He you is. cannot hate that guy. And so I was really upset there. Um, Novak Djokovic is closing in, though, on their Grand Slam record. Um, we've got him in the final. The, the Wimbledon men's final tomorrow night is Novak Djokovic, the number one seed against uh, Berrettini from Italy, the number seven seed. Right. But in a bit of Aussie pride, tonight, the women's final, we've got number one seed Ash Barty flying the flag for us against Caroline Pliskova. Um, So is this all to get into the Olympics? No, no, this is just a grand slam. Is it nearly done, is it? It's done. The the finals Uh, tomorrow night for the men's and women's tonight. But you wanted to shine a light on, like, just Ten- the thing with tennis. the thing with mm. tennis is it's so it's such an addicting sport to watch. I know oh, sometimes I'll be doing nothing in the day. I'll go upstairs and the tennis is on. Mm. Then your eyes are just glued to yeah. it for the rest of the game. I'm glued to it. My hero of the week here comes with a question to you, fellas. Oh. We're going to go. Hopefully not a tennis question. We're going to go to. A, <laughs> I, I should have done that. We'll go, we're going to go just off the scone. Top five sports to watch. Oh, Ro, what you got? Um, basketball, AFL. <laughs> Um, tennis would be up there. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the cricket anymore. To no, be honest, that's so with you. boring. Yeah, but it probably it probably still probably sits in my top, top five. five. Um, and then rounding it out. Oh God, state of origin. I don't know. There you go, Rugby. Lee. What have you got yeah, for us? Um, basketball. Yeah. Footy. AFL. Um, tennis is in the top five. I'd say NRL, state of origin in specific. Yeah. I yeah. don't know for five. Would you count like you know esports as a sport? Because that's very watch exciting. A bit of that. to watch. I, I've watched mm. quite a few NBA esports. Or well, not even just NBA, just like any, yeah, you know, so yeah. You see it when you put on a CSGO. Yeah, yeah we'll take yeah. that CSGO. What about yourself, Nick? You're uh, itching to get this one out, aren't no, you? I, I, this soccer, really, uh, you no, soccer. I. No, basketball number one. Um, AFL number yeah. two. Uh, I, I really love the tennis. I'm going to say tennis number tennis three. three. Yeah. Soccer four. Okay. And for the number five spot, it was a real toss-up between cricket, uh, boxing was up there, oh, and boxing. MMA. Yeah, boxing. So, yeah, like the UFC. Good. So, yeah. uh, I'll say, uh, I'll say the UFC. Uh, speaking of which, I believe it's tomorrow. Massive fight, the tri- trilogy fight: Dustin Poirier against Conor McGregor. Who have you got? The notorious is going to be coming out on <laughs> God, top. That's so one. strange because didn't he like retire? Like, uh, three he's retired. Times? How I've lost track of how many times. The thing but. with Conor McGregor is he sort of. You remember when he retired and he simmered down a bit and he was like that, he sort of seemed a bit calmer than yeah. he was throughout the course of his career. And now in the lead up to this fight, I guess they want to ignite that See rivalry. The press conference yesterday? Yeah, through a kick. Electric, I love it. I'm <laughs> really so quickly, keen. what are your thoughts on like the YouTube boxing? I think it's an um, absolute laugh. I think it's a joke. I'm, I'm really upset because I know when we were on holiday, uh, was it last year, Ro? Uh, yes. We we. Spent time we were watching refights and build-ups to the uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, I think yes. their, their second bout there. And boxing in the last couple of years has come such a long way. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Joshua, Fury, Wilder, there's, it's really gaining so much credibility. And it's, mm. you know, the, the sport of kings, it's called. So, yeah. um, and this feels like it's really taken some shine off it, bringing in... You reckon? Oh, it has. You reckon? I, I think, think they're just exposing the, it more. I think it's... Maybe helped with the exposure, but it I think has. it's diminished the yeah. credibility. The, that yeah. the sport itself. Yeah. You can have a YouTuber step yeah. into the ring with 
arguably the greatest pound-for-pound pound fighter of all time. TikToker versus YouTuber. It's just, it's just oh, taking it's the just, piss a little bit. Yeah, it is. Um, They're fun to watch. I like it. I, I, I love to see some of them get beat up. But there wasn't – it, it, it doesn't feel like a real fight. Like no. the, You can see them not going 100 Well, that's why Ro said it's a laugh. It's good for a laugh. It is. Mm. I agree with the exposure front, but mm. – um, Exposure, that's – yeah, it's what got a lot of people into boxing recently. You fellas, you got McGregor in this one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. He's just an animal. Yeah. I Whether win, lose, or draw, he's like he cannot fault the way that guy conducts it. Like he's always the ultimate businessman and showman. He tries uh, to get in your head before you before the it's even started. And honestly, he? like uh, it would do. Yeah. It would do the way that level of confidence. That is a guy who, for all the antics, you can tell he's put in thousands and thousands of hours worth of practice. Yeah. Like all athletes, so he's got that. Um, ability to back mm, himself. So. Yep, yep. Buzzing for that one. Exciting times. Um, a very interesting a uh, hero of the week there, lads. Recapping it, Roy, you had... I had Matty Delvedover. You certainly did. I had I had Wimbledon. Um, yeah. And I haven't done mine yet. <laughs> oh, you haven't? <laughs> ladies and ladies, <laughs> we had to get on Sorry, mate. Was, uh, <laughs> wrapping it up. Yeah, sorry there, pal. <laughs> I was waiting got, for the... Go ahead, Luke. I got and he's gone, away Let's there. wrap that one up. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Mine's a little bit of a fun, fun hero of the week. Um, mine is Cam Johnson. Yeah. Um, now he plays um, a significant role off the bench for the Suns, and even in the finals, he's um, come on as a good second stringer. But he's doing this all while still in college. He's he's, he's still in college. How does that work? Um, Love that. He graduated from Pitt and UNC um, in three years, and he's currently earning his master's degree in sports management. Mm. And he's writing his thesis while he's bowling in the finals. Got, that's killer, isn't it? That's the guy who's got his head switched on. That's killer. And it's crazy. Like, we, I see it a lot in soccer. They mm. get a lot of these 16, 17-year-olds playing in, like, the biggest clubs in the world. And it's yep. like, they're still in high school. Yeah. Um, that's awesome that he's able to do that and manage yeah. the stress on both fronts. And he could be excused to just give up college altogether, couldn't he? Oh, yeah, because at the absolutely. end of the day, like the contracts that you get in the NBA, you set up for a lot if yep. you're responsible with your money. Yep. Um, you set up for a long time. Um, so he could he could just give the old college to flick good yep. on him though. Yep. Like he's really preparing good. for a, a career after sport. It's not related. It's related to basketball, I guess. You see James Harden wherever he was with Kanye, and uh, who was it, little baby? Uh, I was. Was it? No, who it was, was it? It was little baby. But was, like, there's was another he, one there. They got. They, it was in Paris. They got yeah. held up by police because I think it was a little baby got caught smuggling oh. um, drugs or something. Oh, the naughty. So, so, yeah, you saw the picture of Harden just sitting on the curb there. Um, <laughs> funny stuff there. You just can't seem to stay out of trouble, can he, old Harden? He's always in and around the mix, isn't he? I know. So, Party animal. Lads, fantastic. We'll recap it one more time here on the week now. We've got through all three. Roy, you had... Delhi. I had Wimbledon. I had Cameron Johnson. Lads, it's been another electric episode. It's been a massive week. As we said, the NBA Finals. Uh, it's going to be another huge week. We will see if the Bucks can get back on serve. Uh, we're just around the corner from the NBA Draft as well. Uh, a lot to look forward to in the off-season. A lot yep. of things we've got planned. Um, yeah, certainly looking forward to it. Guys, big week. I guess the question is... Next time we have our podcast, will the finals be over? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what's oh. so? What's today's sad day? We tomorrow. record next Sunday. Tomorrow, yes, Tuesday. it will be. Yep. We will have an NBA champion by the time we record next week. So certainly looking forward to that one. What do you agree, Rob? I think so. I think well, I think the Suns in five, and I think Suns in five. Judging off um, 
yeah, I think it'll only take a couple more games. So I reckon we'll have a finals yep. champion next week. Can't wait to break that down with you guys then. Guys, continue to stay up to date with all of our socials for all the latest news from around the league, the NBA and NBL, as well as checking out the link in our social media bios uh, to go get your hands on some Daily Dribble merch. Uh, I made a big order the other week, so mine is a week or two away. Yep. Cannot wait to model that um, to see, as we said, to use the phrase again, our vision come to life. It's awesome to see. Uh, a big thank you to everyone who's purchased merch so far. Super appreciative of all the continued support. Okay, let's wrap it up, I guys. I, no. Look, I don't want to make it all about us. but It is all about us. How cold has it been over this last hour? It's <laughs> been so cold. I've been struggle, struggling to get the brain up and going. I don't know if you've been the same, but... It's funny. We've polar opposites. Last week, as we said, we had a couple of beverages. It was quite a pleasant... Nice. We did the Toasty. afternoon podcast. We loved it. And now this week, honestly, I know for all of us, we've been a little bit... Behind the eight ball, maybe because we're as we breathe, we can see the. Uh, yeah, actually, the air. Can. I'm that's almost shivering. A, that's not a joke. We're inside and we can breathe and see it. Yeah, it's pretty chilly down here. But I just thought I'd make a mention. your new palace. No, now yeah. no, we're getting close. Have you got AC in there? Uh, what we need AC? We need heat pump. Yeah, heat pump. Heat pump. I mean, like heat pump AC. <laughs> what are we looking at, Roy? Do we have a, a date? Uh, no definite date, but it's about. I'd say it's. Little over a month away. Are you going to get like a um, canvas on the wall, like an MJ canvas or something? LeBron oh, got oh, all I've the got canvases a, already. Got a few here. canvases up here already. So oh, yeah, we're going to have the kit out. It's going to be sick. We'll be doing, as we said, a lot more video. Um, yep. Uh, video content. Content. Yep, that's, that's the one. one. Yeah, the brain shut down. So that's a good indication. <laughs> it's time to wrap up. I just heard the windows log log off sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the lights are on, but no one's home. Uh, We can't wait to talk to you guys next week and discuss our NBA champions. Love you, bye.